SM Training and Nutrition Podcast. Hello and welcome back. So in this episode, uh, I'm looking to chat about your mindset and what you can do to help get some focus, get yourself in the right position to move forward. We'll also look at ways that you can get some additional movement and maybe different types of training that can help influence uh, your overall daily activity. Before I I do get into mindset though, um, I'll ask just one question. Have you ever tried to exercise and be active, you know, but not really felt that into it? You know, it's, it's something that you feel that you have to do rather than something that you want to do. You know, I think we've all been there uh, at some point in the past, you know, sometime or another, which is absolutely fine. You know, sometimes we just aren't in the right headspace or there's other things in our lives that are taking over. We've got other priorities. The key um, would be doing something that's for you, though. Something that means something to you. If you don't do it for you, then what's the point in doing it, really? You know, find your why. You know, there's a little technique that's ask yourself why three times and you get to the real root of a problem or the real kind of answer, that the, the real kind of meat and bones that you're looking for. You know, so an example could be, why do you want to make a change? You know, to get fitter and healthier, but why? You know, so I'm not out of breath as much, you know, maybe I can lose some weight, but why? Why do you want that? I want to be fitter so I can play with my kids and, you know, be here for, for them as long as possible. So that really kind of digs deeper and it can be more powerful than simply just saying fitter and healthier. You know, ask yourself why. Three times. Get right into the, the meat and bones of it. You know, you can always use this to come back um, and help with motivation. You can refer back to your why. You can remind yourself at times when you don't really feel like doing it. You know, everyone has off days, but if you think, you know, I'm doing this for a purpose, I'm doing this for a reason, then that's something you can you can hold on to and it can help you get through a workout when, you, you know, you're not at your best, not at 100%. Another thing you can do, which is relatively straightforward, is just to make a simple list. You know, a list of pros and a list of cons. You know, thinking about the change you're wanting to make, you know, the the behaviour modification or what goal you have, it's weight loss, fat loss, uh, increased muscle size, whatever it would be, whatever the change is, think of all the pros of making that change and think of all the cons of making that change. Think of as much as you can. There's there's nothing that's off limits. You know, pros could be anything from having more energy, improved sleep quality, lower stress levels, meeting new friends, you know, something along those lines. Cons could be things like having less money. You know, you're paying for a gym membership or because you're at the gym more or exercising more, there's there's less time at home with the family. So try and make two big lists 
um, see what you can come up with. After you've done that, think about making another two lists. So think about six months in the future. Think how you'd feel in six months' time if you had done nothing. You know, you've made no change. So this time you're making pros and cons of being six months down the line having not made a change. Now, the hope is by the end of this that you see the pros of making the change and the cons of not making the change six months in the future that these outweigh the other two lists. You know, so that's saying to you that there's you know, you can see it in black and white that there's a good reason why you should make that change. You know, it can spur you on a little bit. If it doesn't know, it doesn't outweigh those two lists, you know, or maybe the, the cons of making the change and the pros of not making the change six months in the future, they're the bigger list, then it's maybe a case to look at your overall change, the change you're trying to make. Maybe it's something that's not quite um, suitable for you at the moment. Maybe you're just not quite in the right frame of mind. Maybe um, there's other priorities that are, are happening in your life right now. Something that's higher ranked than the change you're trying to make. And that's okay. You know, That's the whole point of doing this because you don't want to do something that you feel you can't really commit to or something that's yours, it's you own it, you know, you're doing it for you. You know, this simple exercise is called the Decisional Balance Grid. And it can be a really great tool just to see where you're at, you know. The important point, though, to take away from this is that you have to do it because you want to. You know, you're not doing it for anyone else. You're not doing it for a friend, for a family member. You're doing it for you. You know, and I, I appreciate that you can't always do it on your own. And that's where having, you know, that support network in place, people that you can depend on, these people can be a huge, you know, massive help to you. You know, and again, it's something I'm pretty sure we can all relate to. You know, if you're looking to lose a few pounds, so you're watching what you're eating, you know, you're exercising more often, your partner, your loved one, or your family, they're not in the same position as you, maybe not in the same uh, headspace, or just not that interested in what you're doing, you know, to do it for themselves. You're busy making yourself a healthy, nutritious meal, and the people within your house are sitting down to a takeaway, you know, um, a wee chippy tea. And that's fine, if that's what they want to do, but that in itself is potentially sabotaging you. That's where a conversation needs to be had. As much as you don't want them to change for you, I think they've got to realise that their own behaviours are impacting you as well. You know, it's trying to find that compromise. You know, you don't need to force them to do what you're doing because that goes against everything I've just said so far. You know, they've got to do it for themselves. You know, you do it for you. But they, they should understand that what you're doing and um, and why you're doing it and make some changes that can help assist you um, reach your goal. Maybe some education in terms of you know why being active and, and healthy is important or bring some awareness um, 
to them, highlight just what it means to you and uh, if it's people within your family or you know, close friends and they understand how much it means to you, then they should should make that change or be more um, helpful in their own decisions towards you. Right, so so now we're good to go. You know, we've got got our why, our support networks in place. You know, then so then, what's next? What's your starting point? Let me put it this way: If I told you to go and drive a car for thirty minutes, I bet we could all do that, right? Yeah. If you can't drive, just you know, go and walk for thirty minutes. But the question would be. Could you arrive at the destination I wanted you to? Could you get to the place that I thought you'd get to? Most likely, no. You might have went in the completely, you know, the wrong direction. You may turn left. I want you to go right. But if I gave you a specific location, pretty sure you could get there. The point I'm making is that you need to know where you're going. And where you're coming from. So doing some quick measurements at the start of your journey can can help. Scale weight, as much as it gets slagged off, you can still use that as a, a viable tool. Maybe some waist and hip measurements. These can be a good starting point and something that's relatively straightforward to do. You just need a measuring tape. Maybe someone to help do the measurement. Pictures are always great. Taking photos of yourself. We've all got a smartphone these days, all capable of, of taking really good quality pictures. So we can put that to good use. You know, good lighting, minimal clothing, looking at it from different angles to see if to see any body changes clearly. You know, we we see ourselves every single day and it's very hard to see the changes that are happening. You know, they're so subtle on a day-to-day basis, we just don't see it. Photos that are four to six weeks apart can highlight the changes that we're missing. The changes we just don't see on a daily basis. Yeah, so photos are a massively underutilised tool in my opinion, I think. We don't like getting in front of the camera, you know, and I appreciate that if you're not happy in your own skin... The last thing you want to do is start taking a photo of yourself. But you can ask someone else to take a photo. You know, close one, loved one. You don't have to look at it. You can just look at the, the difference in four or six weeks. Another thing you could do is maybe do something physical. So, for example, how long can you hold a plank? So, looking at core strength. How many push-ups can you do before you, you tire, before you can't do any more? How many squats can you do? Bodyweight squats. How long does it take you to run a 5k? So you've got some physical marker as well. Something, you know, some benchmark. Something that you can build on. You know, getting these basic markers in place. Um, you can use these to see what you want to improve on. And that is your starting point. You can use the data along with your own wants to figure out where you want to go, what you want to do, what you want to achieve. Do you want to lose a few pounds? You know, if so, how much? Be specific. 
you know, is it half a stone, a stone, a stone and a half, so many kilos. You know, as a guide, I would aim for one to two pounds a week. You know, that means that the slower it comes off, the more likely it is to stay off, you know. Just as we're talking about that, actually, as well, I want to highlight that a loss of scale weight doesn't always mean that there's a, there's a fat loss happening. I think I mentioned in the last podcast there that losing big each week will mean that most likely you're losing a little bit of water, breaking down a little bit of, of lean tissue, as well as losing fat. Depending on when you weigh yourself, you could be lighter or, or heavier, depending on the time of the day. You know, you could have been at the toilet, that's going to potentially impact the scale weight. So you're looking at that, that slow and steady decrease in scale weight, if that was your target. Um, but also some measurement like the waist and the hip ratio or measurements uh, which can work out the waist to hip ratio. You can see where body fat has been stored and give an indication if you're losing inches as well as the scale weight. Yeah. As I've said, slow and steady wins the race. You're not looking for that quick fix. It's it's something that's going to take time to to master. I would also like to highlight that a reduction in scale weight won't be linear. You know, it's not going to come down in a straight line. It's not going to be every week, pound, two pound comes off, boom, 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 until you get to where you want to be. It will fluctuate, but, but don't panic. Just stay consistent, and if you keep consistent with your actions, it will work itself out and even out, and you will get to get to where you want to be. I think the key thing is just not to not to panic and give up. Another thing you can look at is you know if you, if you want to increase upper body strength, yeah, you, you, rather than losing some fat or, or losing weight, you, it could be more of a strength goal. Again, thinking how much you know is it upper body in the front, so the chest, is it more of a pulling exercise, more back muscles? Are you wanting to get stronger by lifting ten kilo heavier on bench press, or you know, try and put figures on it, make it more specific. The more specific it is, the the more you can commit to it, and it's just less vague. Yeah, do you want to run a faster five k? How much faster? You know, both the things that I've mentioned there, they'll be dependent on how much time you can put aside per week to train. You know, how big an improvement you're aiming for as well is something to be considered. But these will all give give you goals, give you benchmarks, give you something to aim for, something to strive for, something that means something. And then you just simply want to revisit your progress every four to six weeks. Double check you're on track and if not, you can adjust your targets. Let's take a, a sideways step just for a second uh, and let's look at what can negatively impact motivation and negatively impact our own thoughts, own thoughts on how well we're doing, our progress and just what can really hamper success. One of the biggest issues I see when it comes to motivation is that people want the results yesterday. You know, we live in a, a world where everything's at our fingertips. We've grown quite impatient. 
we we demand it now it has to be now we can't wait you know if we want a takeaway we can just jump on our phone couple of clicks of a button boom there it is if we want to order um, grocery shopping boom done it online takes two seconds we want to go to the the cinema we can order tickets boom done got it or stream movies we pay for it. we want to leave our house it's all very much now so you know people that the gym they're working hard for the first month and and if, if by the end of that month you're not looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger you think what's the point I give up. It's not working for me. I'm not making any progress, you know. You don't look like the next top supermodel. So you give up. But it's not that quick fix. You know, so two sayings come to mind. Rome wasn't built in a day. And if something is worth doing, it's worth doing well. You know, it will take time. But you'll be moving in the right direction. If you were to give up, you'll, you'll be no closer to... To your goal than than when you started. Yeah, that first step, and then every other step thereafter, keeps you moving in the right direction. But speaking of the world being at our fingertips as well, you know, social media can be a huge killer of motivation. You know, you see your favourite celebrity looking slim, athletic, lean. You think, I want to just be like them, yeah? That's who I look up to. I want their body. I want their muscles. That's that's what I want. Spoiler alert. They don't always look like that. You know, it's all about angles and lighting. You know, I'm, I know I'm not the only one who knows that certain angles can be flattering. And, and some can be, well, let's just say, not so. You know? As a husband, you know, I've been trained not to take pictures from low angles, you know, it's all about the angles, 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 angles. So, my advice to you would be that if you want someone to be an inspiration to you, pick someone from your, your normal everyday life, maybe someone you see on a regular basis, someone who isn't a, a big jump from where you are now. This someone will be a, a much more realistic target and something that's going to be achievable for you. Yeah? So, we're in the zone. We're primed. We're ready for action. Now what? Now what do we do? We've got a good mindset. We've got some measurements. We've got some benchmarks. Now we just need to, to get moving, right? So maybe you think of joining a gym. And I think gym memberships are often viewed as a luxury. But for me, my opinion is maybe what you'd expect it to be. It's something that I think should be a necessity. The benefits mentally and physically are huge. You know, and the small fee per month can put you in a far better state than what you would be without it. You know, we're quite happy to have monthly subscriptions to different things. You know streaming services other things you sign up to that you don't really kind of notice too much coming at your bank account you know five pound here ten pound there but if we cancelled all the things that didn't really mean a great deal to us and put it towards a gym membership then we can it can be a huge a huge saver physically and mentally you know another say, uh, saying comes to mind if you don't make the time for exercise 
you better make the time for illness. Now, don't get me wrong, you don't have to be a gym member to be active. With technology these days, you know, you can follow workouts from home, even just going out for a walk, getting some fresh air, that, that will do something. A gym membership does help though. For me, having that place where I, I need to go and make a, a conscious effort to go somewhere where I can switch off for an hour or so, I'm probably the world's worst for saying, if I'm at home, I can do it later. Yeah, if I'm going to go for a workout, oh, do you know what? I don't quite feel like doing it right now, but I know I'm in all day, so I'll do it after lunch or I'll do it later and later never comes. Maybe that sounds similar to you. Yeah. So for me, having that physical space that I need to actually go to puts me in the right frame of mind. You know, I kind of put my headphones in, it's got my own little gym playlist, and I know that when that's on, that's when I do a little bit of work, you know, I get a little bit active. From experience, I hear a lot of comments around people, um, you know, people looking at me, or everyone's in shape that's in the gym and it's off-putting, which are valid comments, and in no way am I dismissing them. I personally... I'm so into my workout that I'm not really paying attention to anything or anyone uh, around me. Well, apart from the the person who's using the kit that I want to move to next, you know, I'm watching to see when they finish. But other than that, I'm in the zone, if you like. I'm I'm focusing on me. I'm focused on my workout. It's my time. I'm not overly concerned with who's doing what. And I know there's many others, you know, in the same boat. Yes, you will always get a few numpties who act inappropriately. But if, if we see in a gym, I think gym members are good at challenging that or, or raising that issue with staff. And staff can then challenge, you know, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. You know, we all started somewhere. You know, naturally the gym will have people as well that are fit. Just like a doctor surgery will have people who are mostly ill. Yeah. The severity of illness will vary drastically in a doctor's surgery, just like the levels of fitness will vary drastically in a gym. You know, maybe if you are feeling a little bit self-conscious or people are, are looking at you or you just don't want to be by yourself, speak to your gym. Maybe they have like a new members night or a buddy system in place. Maybe they can introduce you to other members who have maybe just started at the same time or people who uh, are in the same boat. Maybe try some group exercise. Sometimes, you know, being in that studio where the lights are turned down a little bit, there's disco lights on, that might be right up your street. It's also another another way to meet people. You know, like-minded people coming together for that half hour, that 45 minutes, that hour, just to get lost in, in the group exercise, whether that be you know, a spin class, circuit class, or whatever it may be, yeah, a big element of the gym is the social aspect, you know, each gym has its own wee community, and the more you go to it, the more you'll see similar faces, that you, you know, you see all the time, you might not even know their name, but you always say hi to them, you always speak to them, you know, it's that kind of, just feeling of belonging, to a gym which can sometimes help keep you motivated but if you are brand new 
you know, I'd also recommend getting a, a gym instructor to put something together. It's like a training program for you, especially if you class yourself as a complete beginner. You know, I, I think having that plan in place will prevent you from wandering around the gym, going from exercise to exercise, but not really having too much of an idea what to do or what would work best for you. You know, as humans, we do like a bit of structure. Helps kind of hook us in a little. And a program will give that. Plus, it's usually part of the membership. So there's no additional cost to you. Which is a winner in my books. If you are going alone on the gym floor, though, my advice to you be focus on compound lifts. Something that's using more than one muscle group at a time. Squats, bench press, lunges, deadlift. Pretty much any rowing and pressing type action really will come under that bracket. There's no need to spend half an hour doing bicep curls, which should be classed as an isolation, just working that one muscle group. You know, if your goal is fat loss, a calorie deficit is needed. And if we use the big compound lifts using lots of exercises, lots of muscle groups, then you'll find it easier to achieve that deficit. Anywhere from one to three sessions per week. Maybe try and have a rest day in between where possible and if possible. Maybe some cardiovascular work. So running, cycling, rowing type exercises. As well as resistance based which can be fixed weights. So the machines or or free weights such as dumbbells and barbells. And if you are doing cardio, you want to feel that you're pushing yourself a little bit. So the heart rate definitely lifts. You're breathing a little bit harder and you start to get a little bit sweaty. Start off maintaining the intensity for, say, five minutes and then just try and build on that each time you do it. Add another minute or two, five minutes, and see how long you can keep going before stopping. If you're doing weights, just keep it simple in the beginning. Try for one to three sets of 12 to 15 reps. You know, what I mean by that is, is do 12 to 15 repetitions of the exercise without stopping. And then rest for 30 to 60 seconds and then repeat that. A set is just a collection of reps or repetitions. So the 12 to 15 reps would make one set. So that wraps up another podcast I'd like to say thank you for listening if you've made it this far again like the last one if there's any questions any queries I'd love to hear from you I'd love to be able to answer something that that means something to you that's something that's directly concerning you so feel free to drop me an email um, contact me on social media I'd be more than happy to respond All that's left to say is thanks for listening and I'll speak to you again soon.